Story in the National Post caught my eye. September 2020, an Air Canada customer service agent was working her regular shift from her home office on the second floor. She disconnected from her computer for lunch, and while she was heading to her kitchen on the main floor, she tripped on her staircase, stumbled down before landing on her left side, and she injured herself. She argued that she injured herself while exiting her workplace, and because she was at work, she was eligible for workers' compensation, which, by the way, in Quebec, pays 90% of an employee's salary for up to two years. Air Canada, of course, disagreed. They argued that the fall on the stairs did not occur during work and uh, she was no longer in her professional sphere, but rather in her personal space because the fall occurred as she headed out of her home office to get lunch in the kitchen. And um, Air Canada claimed there's no connection between going to get lunch, that activity and work. But a Quebec labor judge ruled that Air Canada's employee who hurt herself going down that staircase while working from home did indeed suffer a workplace injury and merited workers' compensation. That happened earlier this month. It seems to be the first in the province. But here to talk about the implications of it, Samara Belitsky, who is an employment lawyer and senior associate at Samfiru to Markin LLP, joins the show. Welcome. Good to have you back on. Hi. Thanks, Kelly. So the injury occurred during work hours in the home of the employee, and she was working remotely. She's now eligible for workers' compensation. This is in Quebec. We have to make note of that because it's a different province. But I really wanted to talk about this case because I think it's interesting and kind of shocking. You know, Air Canada argued it couldn't be responsible for the safety of, you know, her personal space. So how can employers possibly be responsible for injuries that happen at someone's home? So it's a very good question. And as you noted, Kelly, it did happen in Quebec. So we have to make note that the workers' compensation law, although very similar here, uh, does work a little bit differently than how it does in Quebec. But, you know, the effects here, and I think we're going to start to see a lot more of this come up in Ontario and the rest of Canada with everyone working remotely, um, is that if the workplace has shifted, so if there is uh, coverage under workers' compensation law, at a workplace, let's say an office, and that has now shifted to be at home, the way that workers' compensation law uh, works is that if the person is injured while they're carrying out their duties or doing something incidental to that, like going on break, that would actually fall under that workers' compensation legislation, and that employee would be deemed to have been injured while you know, technically at work. I mean, this has got to be a scary story, a scary uh, prospect for employers. Uh, Will we have to redefine workplace and and employers' responsibilities surrounding workplace as we work remotely more often? Yes, I absolutely think as an employer that there needs to be a clear policy set and clear expectation set. And that starts with the hours of work, because if the hours are flexible, then it's very hard to delineate if somebody is injured, if they were actually working or not. Uh, because, for example, in, in this situation with this particular Air Canada employee, had she fallen down her stairs, uh, you know, at eight o'clock at night while she wasn't working, even though technically that could be the workplace, it's outside of work hours. So there wouldn't be workers' compensation there. Um, so having an employer setting clear boundaries of what are the hours of work and what is the workplace, all of those things will really help moving forward into this new reality. 
But I just don't understand how an employer could be responsible for somebody who trips on their own stairs. At the end of the day, like, we don't know what she tripped on, if she tripped on something, if she lost her balance. Like, let's just throw in a dog toy. So there's a dog toy on the stair. How is an employer going to be responsible for something like that, short of coming in and saying, anything that's a tripping hazard, uh, we need you to sign off on this waiver here, that we are not responsible for, for anything that you could possibly trip on in your own house? Because how could they possibly... Uh, assume responsibility for that. Sure. So it's 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 important to note that when we're talking about uh, workers' compensation, it's not actually the employer that's responsible. It's the uh, workers' compensation scheme. So all of these employers pay into uh, the insurance scheme with, for example, in Ontario, WSIB. So they're all paying their premiums. And then if there's an injury, uh, WSIB pays out benefits then the employer's premiums may go up. But it's not mm-hmm. a situation where the employer is necessarily liable for it, you know, dollar for dollar. It's an insurance uh, scheme. But if the premiums go up, that's going to affect them. Absolutely. So so they are going to be affected by it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think that is very important is not every employer pays into WSIB. For some industries, WSIB and workers' comp is actually optional. So for employers that don't decide to opt into WSIB Mm. and don't have that protection, there is a possibility, like you mentioned, if someone trips on a dog toy and it's considered the workplace because they're working remotely, that they can, you know, go after their employer for a situation like that. But in a situation like that, it would actually go to court. It wouldn't go to an administrative tribunal like the WSIB. And the court would absolutely consider the fact that that person contributed to their own injury by as you said, having a dog toy on their stairs, for example. We know that it's becoming more litigious here in uh, in Ontario and in Canada. We, we heard a story about snowplow uh, drivers that are just looking at insurance now through the roof. It was $5,000 for one insurance uh uh, for to to ensure this snowplow driver last year, this year it, it, it increased to something ridiculous, like one hundred and ten thousand dollars, based on slip and fall um, claims. So, uh, do we see? I know that I'm combining two different topics, but my point is, could we see this uh, getting overly litigious in Ontario? I think we're going to end up seeing some cases. I think there are going to be test cases where. You know, I'll use your same example, Kelly, the dog toy on the stairs. I think we're going to see cases like that come up. And I think the court is going to provide guidance on those. And I think that will be, you know, the end of it, so to speak, because there is a there is a clear distinction between while you're at work, if you're working from home and when you're not mm-hmm. at work. And the, and the other thing is the employer can only do so much. There is an element of control that is also relevant from a legal perspective. You know, if you're creating hazards at home and that's your new workplace, then as the employee, there is a certain amount of responsibility there as well. It can't, you know, can't all be on the employer to be responsible for a workplace that they don't have much control over. Samara, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's a really interesting story. Absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. Samara Belitsky is an employment lawyer and senior associate at Simfira to Markin LLP.